All right. Good afternoon, everyone. It is Tuesday, November 16th. I am Adam Martin. That is Mr. Big Marcel. This is the MMA OB Daily Podcast. And we're looking forward to talking to you guys about MMA today. we got UFC Vegas 43 to preview, Marcel. Um, it's, it's actually kind of like a, you know, Marcel, like this is one of the um, less busy weeks we've had in a while, to be honest with you, as far as like the sport goes, you know. And next week, there really isn't like a major event. I don't believe there might be. What, is there a Bellator next week? Like, let me double check. Uh, no, I think it's week after. So there's nothing next week. So it's crazy, right? We'll, I'll still do the podcast with you, though. We'll talk about we'll talk about fights and we'll talk about other you know, stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I always I always feel when the UFC left left open a spot, you know. Why you, wouldn't Bellator take it? I don't understand. But for example, BFL should have jumped on that spot for the for the finals. They could have I mean? waited till yeah, they could have waited till next Saturday. Like I don't think yeah. it would have mattered because it was only a month later. They did it on Wednesday night, Marcel. Like, why didn't they wait for this weekend where exactly. there's literally no UFC, there's no Bellator? Anyways, you guys can look at the schedule yourself, but when I'm looking at it and it's just it's kind of bare next week, but I'm, I'm still doing the podcast Marcel. That's, We're just gonna do bare. like Fight announcements and news yeah. and stuff. Go ahead, Marcel. Is there maybe a big a big boxing fight or something that that is open? I have no idea. I think isn't Crawford Porter this weekend? I think it's this weekend. I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah, I know. Me and you are obviously not the biggest you know boxing guys, but I do know that the big fight is coming up right. this actually this Saturday. So again, what's next Saturday? That they didn't. That there's no event. It's kind of weird. All right, doesn't matter. We got Jamie here. Jamie's in the chat. What's up, Jamie? Long time listener of the podcast. Used to listen to the Parking Shop podcast back in the day. So definitely know you well, Jamie. Glad you're here, man. Looking forward to talking with you about this card, Marcel. We got 12 fights on the docket. Um, so looking forward to jumping into it with you. Just before I get into it, I mean, any initial like overall thoughts on the card initially? <laughs> I think the card is like I, I think for the casual fan, it's not really an appealing card, but I think I see some good matchups on it, so I, I'm cool with it. You know, I kind of agree with you, man. Like there the, when I was digging into this one, um, you know, there's some good obviously there's a few fights on like the main card that I think people are gonna know are good, like Yanez and Grant or whatever, but mm -hmm. there's some prelim fights that I think could actually be pretty decent too. So yeah. looking forward to talking with you, man. Let's just get into it now. All right, so again, guys, we use ufcstats.com. We go by that order, we use those names there. So you're gonna have a Fighter with a new name today, well, at least one fighter. Maybe next week, too. We don't know yet. We don't know. <laughs> or, sorry, two weeks from now. We don't know yet. But for this week, we do have a new fighter with a new name. Or Sorry, it's an old fighter with a new name. But sorry yeah, enough, what, the card no, was... With, 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 uh, with 50% of the name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. With 50% of her name. We'll talk about that in a second. Let's start with the uh, the first fight of the night, guys, and we'll work our way up the card. So first fight, women's strawweight battle. Luana Pinheiro takes on Sam Hughes. Odds for this one, Marcel, are very hefty. Right now, Luana Pinheiro is a big favorite, minus 410, plus 330 on Sam Hughes. So big favorite here status for uh, Pinheiro. Um, we should mention Sam Hughes taking the fight on short notice, 12 days notice. She was supposed to fight last month against Lupi Godinez. Uh, her corner tested positive for uh, COVID. The fight got canceled. It's pretty ironic. They're both fighting on this card, but they're not fighting each other. I think the UFC could have just, you know, did that. But anyways, because, you know, these are both short notice fights anyways. I, I would have just rebooked that fight because these guys, these girls, excuse me, have already trained for each other. And they could have did Loma versus um, Pinheiro instead. I think that would have made more sense personally, but I digress. Anyways, let's, start, let's get into the matchup, Marcel. We got Pinheiro here as a big fair. What do you think, man? Yeah, man, I think it's uh, Luana Pinero. Yeah, what we can we really say about her, man? She looked really good on the Contender Series, but that was a fight she should have won against Stephanie Frausto, I think. Um, after that, the Random Marcos fight, where we had a lot of big big discussions about Adam, you and me, uh, after that fight. And, and, uh, and of course, Randa's not in the UFC anymore now, right? So Yeah, <laughs> it's actually weird, man. They had so many um, moments to cut her, and then she wins, and then they cut her. It's so really weird. But, I mean, uh, Pinheiro, besides that loss, she looked good against Randa Marcos, man. You know, or, she won, but besides that, DQ, she looked yeah, good yeah. in that fight. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Sam Hughes. Uh, two fights so far in the UFC, lost two times. Uh, that the, do early, the doctor stoppage uh, against Tish Torres, and she lost against Luma. Look, Bumi. I think she she looked good in the third round against Luma. I yeah. think uh, she came back in that one. Um, yeah, I honestly think that Luana should be favored here, man. I I, I see a, a clear way for her to win, as long as she doesn't get gassed against against Sam Hughes. But uh, I think she finishes Hughes probably via TKO in the second round. This is, a, this is an interesting fight. You know, Pinheiro, she opened at minus 185, guys. Keep that in mind. So she's all, over double the price now. I don't really think think there's value anymore at minus 410. You know, Marcel, like, I, I am going to pick her to win. I think yeah. that's the right pick here. She looked great in her last fight. But against Marcos, I think I got her for minus 160. That was a great bet. This bet, I don't know about this price because, you know, yeah, she has a lot of first-round finishes, Marcel, but I'm still worried. Like, what happens if she doesn't get that finish? Will she get tired and... Again, a, guy, a girl like Sam Hughes does have good cardio, does have you know pretty good durability too. Besides the um, 
the the eye the eye injury against Deja Torres where she had her eye full with blood. People Daniel Cormier called her a quitter, but and I've read about that fight. She had legitimate eye eye injury. So at the time it looked like she quit, but I don't think she did. And then she had a, like you said, a tough fight with Loma, supposed to fight last month. I just watched her interview with John Conco uh, over at the All Star. Great interview. You know, she's she's a very smart fighter. I was surprised how smart she was. Very in tune with you know putting together the right game plan. Um, and she believes she's a good matchup for for Luana. I'm not so sure, Marcel. I got to be honest with you. She thinks the wrestling is going to be equal. I don't know about that. I think mm-hmm. the biggest difference here is the probably the wrestling because I think the striking is not going to be that much different. Pinero has more power, but I think Hughes probably more volume and overall could probably go longer for the 50 minutes, harder for 15. But, you know, I still got to go with Pinero Marcel. It's just like, she's looked very impressive, obviously. And I think it's the right pick, but I'm just telling you guys, minus 410 is a, is a tough price to pay. And, you know, Sam Hughes is a scrappy girl, man. She is. So if she survives that first round, Marcel, I think it does get a little bit interesting, but still got to go with uh, Luana just based on, you know, everything we've seen from her so far. It's got these comments. We've got Emily Lockery, first time watching, man. Glad to have you here. Hope it's not the last time, then, man. Jamie Gidley, <laughs> looking forward to Porter Spence. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be a good fight for sure. Um, I And I think that this card is earlier, right? So you'll be able to watch both the UFC and boxing on, if you're a fan of both. But we, could, we both have the same pick for this one, Marcel. I guess, um, you know, it's just going to be interesting to see, again, what happens if she doesn't get that finish. She probably does get it, though. Uh, she's been finishing everyone. Although Hughes is pretty durable. Mm-hmm. You know, Pinero's, she's probably next level. So we'll see what happens. All right, go to the next fight here. You got uh, Sean Soriano looking for his first UFC win against Shailen uh, Nura, Nura Dandiecki. Apologies for that one, guys. Tough name. Um, right now, we got Soriano's a big favorite, minus 275. We'll call him Shailen. Marcel, keep it easy. Plus 235 for him. So what do you think? Yeah, man. It's uh, Sean Soriano, the first fighter ever in the UFC, was over 4 and is a favorite, I think. It has uh, to be, right? Like, it's just yeah. kind of crazy. I, I know what you're saying. Keep going, though. I want to hear your, th- your thoughts on this one. Go ahead. The thing is, Shailan uh, was uh, he's a he's a product of the UFC uh, PI in Shanghai, right? Um, has been do- done well in real life war, real life wars, which is a real not real life WLF wars. We say we over here, so I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, he has a lot of uh, wrongs over there. Was also in the UFC. Um, yeah. The the Josh Josh Kulibau fight. It was a fun fight to watch, you know. But uh, at a certain moment, Kulibau kind of took over, in my opinion, and he won the fight. Um, if you look at Sean Soriano, he did well in that first round against Crystal Giagos last time out. You know, he was winning that fight, and then he got uh, he got in uh, what's the what's the Dars right where where lost in the second yep. round. Yeah, man. I mean, and we have to see it on the separate. Soriano was in the UFC years ago, went 0-3, went back to the regional circuit, got some wins over there, and got some good wins over there, and then lost to Giagos after winning the first round. Um, I kind of feel like that Soriano is going to win this fight, man. I think he's going to take his first UFC fight win here in this in this fight. I don't know for sure, man, but I, I feel like I, I feel like a decision win for Soriano can happen here, man. So I'm going with Sean Soriano. I think this is a perfect uh, matchup for him. Seems like the UFC's trying to get him to win, man. You know, but this guy, I don't trust him at all, guys. I'll tell you right now, I would not lay minus two seventy five on Sean Soriano. I'm going to pick him to win, but this is a very slight lean, you know. This guy is just, he doesn't have good grappling defense more. So we've seen it time and time again. He gets taken down at will. His grappling defense is bad, guys. It really is. Bad submission defense, too. This guy, Shaylin, had two takedowns in his first UFC fight. Um, probably a little bit more competitive, I think, than a lot of us thought because, he you know, he was supposed to lose handily. It was 29-28. So I think if this guy goes to his takedowns, he could make it an interesting fight, Marcel. But I'm still going to bank on Soriano making those improvements on the takedown defense at Sanford MMA. And just the experience in the UFC, I hope, finally, you know, helps him out here to get his first win because he seems like a decent guy. But I, I can't pay this price on this guy, Marcel. No way, man. You know what I mean? Like, this guy, Marcel, 0-4, he's been taken down three times by Giagos, five times by Rosa, four times by Staley, three times by Kawajiri. I Like, he's just easy, very easy to take down. So that worries me against, you know, really good wrestlers. I don't know if Shaylin is that guy. He has decent wrestling. I don't know if it's good enough to, to win this fight, but uh, it would shock me. It would not shock me, Marcel. I'll tell you that right now. I'm not going to be shocked if Soriano loses at all. Go ahead. I was waiting for you to make a comparison to Courtney Casey. <laughs> yeah, I know. I probably should have. By the way, Leanna Jujua got released by the UFC today. Yeah, so. I saw that. And we talked, I think we talked about it yesterday. I, I, I was like, she's, I think I said, she's probably already been given her release and probably had. Yeah, hey, Soriano got taken down up at 155, showed enough decent resistance there by wrestling and Giagos. Yeah, I mean, that, that's true, actually. I should mention that, the weight class difference. We should have mentioned that, Marcel. He is moving back to that featherweight. But he has fought a featherweight in the past. It's not like he hasn't, you know? 
The last fight was a lightweight, though. We should mention that. Like, like you said, Daniel, though, I, I do think he probably will have the, the takedown defense to keep his name. I don't know if he's obviously the better striker. It's just, do I want to lay minus 275? I don't know. I don't even know if I want to parlay this guy, honestly. Because, again, you really want to parlay that guy guys not wanting to fight the UFC at minus 300 odds, basically. I don't know if that's a good idea. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Thoughts on that one. Oh, we're, we're talking about that fight in a second, guys. We're talking about Loma. Talk about it in a second. Looking forward to talking about that one. All right, so the next fight, another Chinese fighter, Archie Kilang, taking on Cody Duran. Great fight. Uh, my boy Cole Shelton interviewed both guys today on the BJ Penn Just Grab Radio podcast. Definitely check that out. Cody Dirty minus 160, Archie Key Lang plus 140. What do you think? Another uh, American versus Chinese matchup, you know. Uh, Cody Durden came in the UFC against Chris, Gu- Chris Gutierrez. Uh, won the first round 10-8, and that was pretty much because Chris Chris Gutierrez didn't do anything. You know, he just let him uh, sit on his back, and that was it. You know, uh, got 10-8 and then lost to 2-3. Two and, two and three. Got to withdraw. Fight after that, lost to Jimmy Flick by submission. Um, Auri Kilang, uh, the Mongolian murderer, uh, won the UFC fight so far. I think it was a fight of the night against Jeff Molina. It was a very fun fight, but uh, Molina won, but it was competitive, you know. Yep. It's super, it's super tough, man. Here because I think Cody Durden is a, is a pretty decent fighter, you know. And I still don't know where Aroki Lang's level is. You know what I mean? I mean, I, I'm really high on Jeff Molina. Don't get me wrong. And he gave Jeff Molina a competitive fight, so I might have to look at that. But the thing is, uh, he fought a lot in China as well, and the WLF uh, wars or whatever it's called. I know he had some good fight wins over there, but also some, yeah, some, yeah, unknown guys he fought there and won against. It's super hard, you know what I say. You know what I mean. The thing is, if I think Auriki Lang might be in in uh, in favor in the earlier stages of the round, but I think Cody Durden will will be heavy on him. You know what I mean. And the thing is, uh, Auriki Lang might be the more fun fighter to watch, but I think Cody Girl Cody Durden makes it a. a uh, an ugly fight, and uh, he he probably edges out of the decision, yeah, because he knows he has to win here. So I think yeah. Cody gets the decision. Both guys probably have to win. I mean, but it, especially Cody, because if, yeah. if he loses, he'll be o two and one, so might get released after that. He does have a four fight deal, though. Should mention, yeah, like I said, Cole interviewed. So did James. They both did a good job with the interviews too. I uh, just wanted to hear more about what he's saying. He's been out for a year with an ACL mm-hmm. injury, and he says he's fine. He's training at ATT Atlanta now. So he says he's he's fully healthy. You know, I still wonder, though. You know, I mean, Marcel, like, that's that's a serious injury, uh, torn ACL. I, I don't know about this guy, Cody Durden. i got to be honest. With you, I'm not sold on this guy at all. You know, Marcel, I'm, I'm not sold on either guy, but Cody Durden, no, I'm not really sold on him at all. Like, he got submitted by Flick really easily, and then the fight, like, I mean, that, that could happen to a lot of people. Flick is, was an amazing, he's retired now, but amazing at submissions. But even the Chris Gutierrez fight, yeah, he surprised us in that first round, but after that, it didn't really do much, you know? I don't know, like, his level of competition hasn't been that good in the, in the regional scene either. I mean, either guy really has been great, but, you know, at least Arichi's got a lot of experience now, Marcel. 20, this is his 27th fight, and what I liked about hearing with this guy, he's he's in Vegas training now, so that's a big move for him. I mean, he's been in the PI in China all these years, now he's in, he's in Vegas. You know, I don't like how much he got hit against Jeff Molina, obviously, but I did like how he walked forward. I liked the power, and you know what, man? He also took him down a couple times, too, in that fight. I think this guy's a live dog here, man. Uh, I think he can win this fight, Marcel. I really do. I, it's not a believer in Cody Durden right now. Um, I actually think that uh, Arichi Lang can win this fight by, uh, um, I don't know if he finishes him, but probably decision at least, at the very least. I don't know. Uh, I, I do think he can win, though, and I think this fight's a lot closer than the odds are indicating. So to me, it's kind of a close to a pick em, and at plus 140, I think there's value there. So I'm going to go with the under uh, underdog upset, Marcel. I'm going to take Arichi Lang. I don't disagree with you, man. I think it's uh, it's definitely it's a close uh, fight. Yeah, it's yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of closes on this card, but I just think that you know this guy's being slept on a little bit. He's got a lot of experience and he's fought some pretty good fighters. So, anyways, um, let me see here what you guys are saying. Daniel says, "I believe endurance pays too much to be here. A certain level of fighter can't keep up with that. Possibly. I mean, his pace looked good against um, uh, Flick in the first, you know, for for a few minutes, but then he got finished again. Again, mm-hmm. guys, I get it. Flick finishes a lot of guys with those crazy submissions, but." You know, it's, again, he's been out for a year it, with a torn ACL. That really worries me. Go ahead, Marcel. It sucks, man, that Flick uh, retired, man, because I think he, he would have been doing, done very well. It's funny because Cody called him a quitter in his interview with Cole. He's like, that guy quit for the sport. Like, I don't know why he quit. It was kind of kind of weird to hear him say that, like when he beat him, but whatever. John says, did you guys see that Floyd and Hugo see your side? No, I didn't see that. That's That doesn't really interest me. i got to be honest. The older or the younger guy that just lost to Anderson. I think it's the older one, the father, right? That doesn't really interest me. i got to be honest. All right, let's go to the next fight here. Terrence McKinney against Farazium. <laughs> Smile killer against T-Rex. And for me, Marcel, it's it got, you know, Terrence McKinney's got to be one of my, like, new favorite fighters. I just really like this guy. Great personality on Twitter. 
uh, great story. And, you know, he seems like a decent guy, man. Like, he's been reaching out to people privately to talk about, you know, uh, drug addiction and stuff like that. Like, he's a decent person. So I, I like him a lot as a prospect, too, and as a person. Um, Ferrisian, it's look good in UFC. It's a close fight, Marcel. Literally, it's a pick of minus 110 each. So what do you think? <laughs> I think Darius McKinney asked me three, four times, where's my placement on the card, dude? Do you know where my placement is on the card? He's a really cool dude. Um, yeah, really, uh, really involved with his fans on Twitter, which is always a good thing, I think. Um, Varys Yam. The thing with Varys Yam is um, he is a guy who's also a little bit slapped on, in my opinion. You know, he did very well against Van Der Amini, but in the second, in the third round, he could have gone 10 8, I think, uh, for Van Der Amini then. Um, the thing is, also, gotta be honest, man, with Varys Yam, that fight against Jamie Malarkey, I don't think he won that one, to be really honest. I don't know how you think about it, but I think he, he got lucky there. Don't match, he lost that one. The the thing is, I think the Terrence McKinney has many finishes in the first round, you know. And if this fight goes longer, I don't know if he really if he if he can really keep it going, you know what I mean? You saw against Sean Woodson, for example, for example, the contender series, he did well, but he gassed later in the rounds, you know, in the yeah. second round, he got finished. So for me, it's like either I pick ZM via decision or I pick McKinney via TKO first round. And I'm going with the second one. I think I'm going with McKinney via knockout. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the right pick here. I'm going with Harris McKinney too. I really like this guy. Uh, he is a phenomenal prospect in my opinion. And I bet on him against Matt Favola. He was like a plus 300 underdog. And remember, I, I was saying Marcel, I'm like, I, these odds are crazy. And you guys were like, yeah. oh, this guy's not going to win. He looked amazing in that fight. Obviously, quick fight. But uh, look what he's did even before. Go ahead, go ahead, talk, and then I'll you go ahead. Remember that you say like this. These odds are much closer, and I was like, it's probably plus five hundred or plus six hundred. Yeah, no, like, you're and crazy. It, I remember right. that. You were right. Yeah. You were actually... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, I mean, listen, this is its fifth fight this year, which is crazy. But they're all they've all ended in like the first minute, basically. Yeah. Um, you know, he does have the two losses, right? So I've watched those fights multiple mm -hmm. times. The Sean Woodson fight was at featherweight. I think he just cut too much weight and got tired and gassed out because he was winning that fight with his wrestling. Remember, yeah. he's a wrestler. Derek Minner submitted him, but he took him down and then he, he submitted him with a triangle. It was just, why would you take Kiesa. down Derek Minner, right? Go ahead, go ahead. What'd he trains with Kesa, right? With Michael Kesa. Yeah, he does. That's his yeah. old wrestling coach, I believe. Anyways, I, I do think he's improved. You know, I hope he's improved um, the, the submission defense, but I don't think it's going to come into play in this fight. I believe it, you know, from what he said, it's striker versus grappler. He thinks he's going to take him down probably. Um, I don't know. I think he might just knock him out, <laughs> to be honest with you, Marcel. Like, Ziam got dropped bad against uh, Luigi Vendermini, I think, in the third mm -hmm. round. And it should have been a draw, in my opinion, that, in that fight. Yeah, could have been a 10-8, the third I think round. it yeah, should have been a draw. Yeah. It was a majority decision, so one judge did give it to him, 10-8. Mm -hmm. uh, um, I just think they're kind of giving this guy to him as a guy they don't really believe in. He lost to Don Madge. He should have lost to Jamie Malarkey, and he should have had a draw against Luigi Vendermini. I'm just not impressed by this guy. I know he's a tall, lanky guy, and, you know, he's got some skill. Obviously, he's a good kickboxer and everything, Marcel, but... I'm not a believer in Ferrizium, I'll be honest with you. And I, I think it's a good spot to get Terrence McKinney to pick him price. So I'm going with the guy with the better wrestling, with more knockout power. Uh, I'm going to pick him at minus 110, Marcel. Let's go with Terrence McKinney. Let's do it. We get these comments. I think he knocks him out, by the way. That's what I'm picking. Uh, yeah, it's true. You know, you're right, Glenn. I mean, it's possible yeah, if he doesn't get finished, he could maybe edge it out. And I see Daniel saying the same thing, maybe, but I, I don't see it personally. I, I do think McKinney can win this fight by stoppage, and I do think he'll get it done. Almost all of his wins are by first round stoppage too, Marcel. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and again, guys, the the fight with Sean Woodson was at featherweight. You know, you got to keep that in mind. Uh, I think at lightweight, he's not cutting. He's not cutting as much weight. He's still cutting. I think he said he's cutting fifteen pounds. It's not as much as twenty five pounds. So to me, I believe in this guy. And I I want to say he wins this fight. Um, oh, and hey, Owen, what's up, man? He says I think Terrence has the power advantage that will lead to him getting late knocker late first round. I think so too. Um, maybe even early in the first round, possibly if he just rushes him because. We're in the small cage again, right? And uh, mm -hmm. here's one thing I will say, though. One thing that worries me, I'm going to tell you guys this. <sighs> James interviewed him, and he said because he can't get a ticket to his mom to come to the event, he's actually going to have her in his corner, which is really weird. And James was like, have you had her in your, co your corner before? He said, no, it's the first time. So he's going to have his two coaches and his mom in his corner. That's kind of strange. I don't. That, that's the only hesitation I have here. That just really just kind of throws things for a loop, in my opinion, Marcel. Like, isn't that kind of isn't that kind of weird to have your mom in your corner? Like, I don't know about that. Man. Would, would have not would never do that myself. You know what this I mean? Really because strange to me, guys. Much, that, it made me scratch my head, man. 
It's too much emotion. Uh, too I much know. emotion involved. I was you know, my head when I heard it. Do you know that guy Kishigin from uh, AC01? He also had this mom in the corner, and when he does wrong, his mom slaps him always in the face. <laughs> she gets angry, even when he loses. She, I she feel like a lot of times when someone has like their significant other, I know that people are gonna say Rose and Pat Berry get it, but a lot of times it it's feels different. like you know they have like their husband or wife, like. Uh, or even mother and father. I mean, I can't think of another. Like, I guess Stephen Thompson's had his dad before. I think. Yeah, but I mean, but yeah. If it's who's had their fighter, mom in the corner before? I can't think I of think anyone Cal who's had their their mom. I who? think Callaher, Callaher has a dad. Uh, Arnold Allen has his dad. But you know, if it's also with uh, Devin Clark's another guy brings his dad too. If he's Devin involved Clark. in the camp, that's what I'm saying. They're involved in it. She said different. she's just going to sit in the outside of the cage because she can't you know get a ticket. That's kind of weird to me, yeah, guys. That's yeah, the only yeah. I'm saying. I don't, no I don't know about that. No disrespect, by the way, but yeah. Yeah, no, it's not disrespect at all. Terrence is awesome, and he has to get his monitor. He wants you to watch his fight. I get it, but I would have a third coach. I would have a do, third cornerman, you know? Do you remember uh, Khalil Roundtree with his mom in the in, in the audience, and his mom was like, Yeah, shut up, mom. Shut up, mom. Tom asked, well, yeah, a lot of guys have their dads. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with having your mom. If she's involved with the game, she's not though. He said she didn't. She's not involved with the game, guys. That's actually she just can't thing, get a ticket. Yeah. That's the difference. We'll just make that clear because I, I don't have a problem with anyone bringing their family if they want to do it if they're part of the game. But he said she's going to sit in the outside of the cage. She's not going to give instructional advice. She's just going to be there cheering for him. So let's be honest. The UFC can take care of that, right? Why not? They can't give him a ticket for his mom for the, for the apex. That like, doesn't make sense to me. Come on, guys. Like that's just it's ridiculous. And I guess this is probably why Mike Perry had his girlfriend cornering him before too. Same thing, probably. I mean, we just didn't know about that. Anyways, guys, move to the next fight. Well, I'll get these comments, actually. Sorry. Um, from Kevin. Hey, Kevin. He says, potential problem with fighters training from ACL surges, rehab team and fight training, team work in silos, no work together, uh, fighter push, pushes training too fast. I think he said he's been back since since uh, July, Kevin, um, from the injury. So six-month layoff after the, uh, the knee surgery, which doesn't that seem kind of soon, Kevin? I mean, you could tell me. He's been off for not, uh, it's been, so it's 11 months, but only six months off. And then since then, he's been doing um, rehab. I'm talking about uh, Cody Durden, by the way. We'll see. I mean, I am worried about that, though, obviously. It's a major knee injury for a professional athlete in the UFC. That's that's not good, you know? All right, let's go to the next fight. Loan Luke Boonby versus Lupe Gonias. I'm actually really looking forward to hearing your thoughts on this one. Everyone in the chat, I want to get your thoughts. This is an interesting fight, in my opinion. You know, Lupe's taking on short notice again, Marcel. She's a minus 165 favorite, plus 145 against Loma. Uh, Lupe taking on, I think, two weeks' notice. This is her third fight in six weeks. Um, Give me your thoughts on this one. I'm going to share my thoughts. I have a lot about thoughts on this fight. Go ahead. I think it's a kind of a difficult fight, you know, because Loma, we all know Loma is very good on the feet. Um, but she she gassed against, uh, where's that, Sam Hughes in the third round last time out, you know, and she all, she almost lost it there. Uh, Lupita, Lupi Godinez, I really have to still uh, say Lupi. Uh, Lupi Godinez, I mean, what I saw from her so far, she could have been 3-0 and in the UFC, you know? The last fight was kind of 50-50. I had no problem with it. I definitely think she won the Jessica Pene fight. and uh, she, she did win that fight, but she didn't win the last fight, Marcel. Yeah. There's no way. No, it was close. Let's give her that. But, okay, I, I give to you. I also scored it, by the way, for for, uh, for Luana. But, one to uh, the one. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, the, and, the last, and the Silvana Gomez-Huara's fight, she looked good in that one. The thing is, uh, if this fight keeps standing, I prefer Loma, but... If Lupi goes to use her wrestling like she did with Silvana Gomez Huarez, so using her ground game, she can make uh, it difficult for Loma, you know, because Loma is heavy on uh, is heavy on the striking and not on the wrestling kind of part. Um, I still kind of feel <sighs> it's such a difficult one, man. I think many people will probably favor Loma because of the stand up, but I think Lupi, if she can take it to the ground, she can win that fight. You know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. um, uh, I'm I'm just not convinced yet. I'm still on, on the fence with this one. I want to hear your opinion. This is a tough fight to call, you know. Here's my thoughts on this one. My number one thought is I think it's really stupid what Loopy's doing. You know, as much as I – at first I liked it, right? I think it's stupid now. I'll, I'll tell you why. There's a reason why professional fighters don't fight three times in six weeks. There's a reason for that um, because it's hard to do. It's just your body's not really able to do that. I understand back in the day they fight three times in the night. I get that. I get that. But in modern MMA – very rarely do you see a fighter fighting this often in a short period of time at this level of the sport. In the regional scene, yeah, but not in the UFC. And there's a reason for that, Marcel, because you do need a full training camp to prepare for these opponents. You do need a full training camp to, to get better, too. And I just, I'm not sure if, you know, constantly fighting like this is the best thing. I don't know. Like, I, I think it's good to get experience, but, you know, she's not been winning, guys. She's one and two. You know what I mean? Like, I think she's actually turning into a really overrated fighter, Marcel. I hate to say it because I, I like her personality, but... You know, she had the win over over Suarez, and everyone's kind of you know hyping her up too much, in my opinion. You know, whereas Loma Loma's been quiet over the years, and you know she's had some some struggles herself. But 
constantly getting better. And uh, John interviewed her. I watched the interview. It was in Thai, but she had an interpreter there. Uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. She she left Tiger Muay Thai. She's at a different camp now, but she still has like John, uh, George Hickman and those guys in her corner. So she's going to have a good team, I think. I, I do think that moving her camp is interesting. Um, she says she's been really working on her, or, or getting bigger and stronger. She says she's grown into her strawweight flame. I think that really is the the, the deciding difference in this fight. You know, is Lupi going to be is, sorry? Is Loma going to be able to equal Lupi's strength, especially in the clinch? It's tough. You know, it's tough to say. Um, but I'll say this, man. Loma, you know, she's a Muay Thai fighter. She is good in the clinch, and you know, she did take down Sam Hughes four times in her last fight. So I do think there's improvement coming in that part of her game. And you know, if Lupi can't get her down, Marcel, she's really one-dimensional, guys. Like on the feet, she doesn't have anything. So I'm going with the underdog, Marcel. I think I think Loma wins this fight. I think she can keep it standing and win. I I just I'm not sold on Lupi, guys. You know, and again, I just I just question her fighting this often. It's it's cool. It's awesome. It's like yeah, you know, it's cool. But it's I just don't know if it's the best thing for a career, Marcel. You know, what do you think, man? It's probably not the best thing for your career, you know, but uh, you can listen, you can be, uh, how do you say that, uh, a company girl or company uh, boy, company man, company woman. The thing is, the company doesn't give a shit if you go 0-4. That's what I'm saying. Four, you know well, what I mean? they, well, so, well, she was resigned. She did say, she, she told Cole she got resigned. Okay, so she, okay. has a, she has a new contract. But this is not her first fight deal. Yeah. Imagine she takes another two short notice fights. And loses again. him again. I, don't, I just yeah. don't understand. Why, why do they keep calling her uh, and not other fighters in the roster? You know what I mean? Why? Why not? Tell me. Tell me that. Why? Why does she keep getting the call from Mick Maynard to take short notice fights? Why isn't someone else in this division like Ashley Yoder or something? Why is it her? Tell me. I don't know, man. I have to... I'm confused by it. Honestly, I don't get it. Like, is your is your management the ones saying? Like, I think it's Jason Host, right? I think is he Jason is, he, is our manager. Yeah. Is he sending Mick a text saying, "Hey, she wants to fight again"? Like, I just think it's a lot of fights in such a short amount of time, guys. Again, it's good to get experience, but mm-hmm. you know these these are not easy fights. Loma Lukumi is not an easy fight. That's a tough mm. fight, Marcel. I like Loma, man. She's only 25 years old, too. She's super young, man. You know, getting better. Sure. If she gets if she gets taken down, though, I think she'll be in trouble off her back. I'll say that right now. But you know, if she keeps it staying, she wins. So that's what it comes down to. And I'm gonna go with Loma. I'll take the dog. Jamie says I got Loma in this fight, but I think it'll be a tough one. Yeah, it's gonna be I think it probably goes to the decision, Marcel. I think it's gonna be Loma by you think decision? You, you yeah, if it, I definitely think a decision. Me yeah, too. Yeah. That maybe that's the better spot to be honest. What's what is the decision prop? Oh, over two and a half is yeah, it's minus two eighty five. That's not that bad, but for a women's fight, it's actually kind of cheap. But yeah, I mean, you know, uh, I'm just I probably take the dog money in that one to be honest with you. Loma's a lot of competition experience. I just worry about the wrestling. Obviously, I mean, I think we're all worried about that, Daniel. You know, but you got like again a plus money. I think I might take a shot on it. You know, Lupita struggled with Hughes. He didn't. I didn't feel uh, Loma struggled with the wrestling concerned me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll be forced to clinch a lot, super close. Loma's very. That's what I'm saying, Tristan. I agree. She's, she's a Muay Thai fighter. Like one of her specialties is getting into the clinch. You know what I mean, Marcel? So she's very good against in the, against the fence. Um, Kevin was talking about the the um, Cody Durden, and then Gwen said more acceptable with her not cutting weight for second fight. Seems to walk around 121. Knocked out. I'm okay with it. Not great for results, but impressive data. That's true. That's that's true. But again, how she loses? Then she's one in three in the UFC. Like like that's not good. You know what I mean, Marcel? Like that's not good. I don't know, man. This is, this is really questionable to me. I, I just don't think it's a good idea. Anyways, go next fight. We got another one. It's pretty. It's kind of. This is kind of. I, this one's a really head scratcher to me, Marcel. I'm not really sure this matchup. I got to be honest with you. But uh, Rafa Garcia coming off two straight losses takes on undefeated prospect Nate Levy. Really weird fight. It's a pick of minus one ten each. What do you think, Marcel? Yeah, man. I mean, Rafa Garcia obviously has more. Um, how do you say that? Uh, experience. You know. Um, with with fights he is 12 and 2 come from the kabata organization we talked about him before a lot you know that he had some solid wins on his record that he looked really good in combates was the champion over there uh, got wins over bandanai uh, ghost pepper gonzalez estevan payan uh, chase gibson so i mean do do look good in combate in the ufc not so you know i think the fight against gritsmacker was pretty close you know, but uh, he lost that one. And the other one against Nostrov was pretty clear that he lost that one. If you look at Nathan Levi, I, I, or is it Levy? I have no idea how to say it. Um, I really like the dude. You know, I always liked him. And LFA, I think he looked good, but he looked amazing on very short notice. I think three or four days notice on the Contender Series where he defeated Shaheen Santana, also an undefeated guy. And uh, he got signed. Um, I'm actually very high on Levy, man. Uh, I think he's a very good fighter, although we haven't seen a lot of him yet. Um, 
But I'm taking Levy here, man. I, I think he will uh, he will stay undefeated against Garcia, which is a tough matchup. And I'm kind of surprised that so close the odds, you know, because I expected to be Levy to be an underdog here. But I'm I'm going with Levy. Yeah, it's a close fight. I mean, it's it's interesting, you know. Rafa, I just I think it's weird that he's coming off two straight losses and got you know thrown back on short notice basically after that fight with Gritzmark, which was kind of a war. It was a good fight. Um, it was a good one. Um, you know, I, I think he could have won the fight. He had a lot of control, but man, he got you know beat up pretty good. And again, he, yeah. in both his fights, ninety nine significant strikes and one hundred significant strikes against him. That's a lot of strikes. But this is a different matchup. This is a grappler, right? So he's not going to get probably beat up on the feet. Nate Levy looks like a really good grappler to me, though, Marcel. Like, he's pretty dominant on the ground, you know, like uh, undefeated right now. Um, you know, I will say this, though, the one fight before the contender series, like he did get dropped. I think it was the LFA fight. He got dropped, and, and you know, that's kind of concerning, to be honest with you. But uh, against Ben Lugo, it was a majority decision win. It really wasn't that impressive. But against Shaheen Santana, it looked great. You know, year-long layoff, though, Marcel, and uh, he's had a back injury, apparently, and, or something. Uh, I think it was a back injury or neck injury. One of the two. I can't remember exactly. Maybe both. Talk to James about it. Um, that does kind of bother me a little bit, you know, talking about these injuries, and that's why he pulled out of that fight with Austin Hubbard. He mm-hmm. says he's he says he's feeling better though. He says he, you know, he said he had a, a good camp. So I'd like to believe him here, Marcel. But that does just keep something in the back of my mind. Um, you know, Marcel, it's a close fight, but I'm leaning towards Levy, the undefeated prospect, a little a little bit. You know, I think Garcia's a decent fighter though, and uh, I do think it's a little strange, you know, just the matchup. Guy kind coming of off two straight losses and take a kind of a quick turnaround against the undefeated fighter. That's that's a little weird to me, Marcel, but mm-hmm. anyways, whatever. Levy, Levy made me laugh the other day. I put out that uh, f- that uh, sheet with all the fights on, and uh, I used his contenders series picture, which was uh, black and white, you know? And he's like, can you color me in, please? I was like, yeah, if you do a new photo shoot, I can color you in. <laughs> that's funny. funny. Yeah, I mean, locker room likes your pick. Yeah, I think it's right. Match just wanted about, I mean, is. I know Garcia uses grappling in the last fight, but his other fight was all stand-up, right? He got decent striking. It's not bad. It's not great, though. But that's the thing. I mean, he's getting beat up by Chris Gritzmarker, right? That's that's not good. Mm-hmm. So I don't think I could pick him because he lost to Chris Gritzmarker. You know, that's that's really scary. <sighs> Let's go to the next fight. Pat Sabatini against Tucker Lutz. Another close one, Marcel. Pat Sabatini. This whole card, man. A lot of close fights. But I love it, you know? It's fun matchups, man. It's way it's better not, than Bellator style. Like, it's where not you got minus three thousand thousand of minus I know. <laughs> this is better. Like, you actually have to use your brain to think about the fight. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pat Sabatini minus 140. Tucker Lutz plus 120. What do you think? Yeah, man. It's a good matchup, man. I think Pat Sabatini yeah. was supposed to fight uh, Gavin Tucker. And now he got another Tucker. You know? Um, let's talk about Tucker Lutz first. Uh, also, two times on the Contender Series. Uh Look very decent, you know what I mean. Wasn't really, um, really look really special in my opinion, but basic, very basic, and very decent, and did what he had to do to win the fight, and that was good, you know. And his uh, UFC debut looked good against Aguilar. Uh, I think you picked him in that fight as well. Uh, yeah, I really liked him in that fight. I want to bet on him. He's, I, he was like a small favorite, I think. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. picked him there. Very good. If you look at Pat Sabatini, man, you know, guy, I think he's he's a special guy. But you saw against Jamal Amherst, man, he was almost out of it, you know, and he got that uh, almost that Hail Mary look where I think uh, both of us was like, why does Amherst go to the ground with him, you know, at that moment? And uh, oh, yeah, Sabatini, uh, Sabatini did that. He also looked good against Connolly. Only the third round was kind of, he also kind of gassed in that one. Yep. And the um, thing is, man, <sighs> I always, I always like Sabatini. You know, I think he's a really good fighter. Um, he he lost one fight in the last three years, and that was that uh, broken arm, that, that, <laughs> that horrible broken arm. So yeah, awful to watch. So yeah. Watch, yeah, I still feel like that Sabatini is gonna win this fight somehow. I think he he's gonna he's gonna take a submission, maybe late in the second round. But that's how I feel about it. But I wouldn't be surprised if Tucker Lutz wins. So I, it's a close fight, man. It's like you say. <laughs> I'm laughing just because I I was about to say the same thing. Like I think he wins somehow. I'm just not sure how. Yeah. I just I'm not sure exactly the method. I I gotta pick Pat though. I haven't I haven't really been high in him. You know until the last fight where he got that submission. That was really impressive, man. I bet on Embers in that fight. It was a, it was a rough one. He had full mount and then gave up that hill hook. This guy's just so dangerous. He's a special guy with the submissions. You know he really is. You know and Tucker, you know tends to grapple. Um, in this fight, if it goes to the ground, Pat's gonna be in his world. And even on the feet, I think Pat's made some improvements with the striking more. So he saw that counter that dropped uh, Connolly in, the, in that one fight. I still have worries about this guy. Like, I don't completely trust him or so, but I, I've got to pick him to win the fight. I think he's making improvements, making improvements in this game. You know, he's training at that camp in Philadelphia with all those guys like Felder and um, Sean Brady who's on this card. 
Petrosky, all those guys. That's a good Jeremiah Wells, another guy there. Great camp. Um, so, you know, I got to pick the guy, Marcel. I'm just saying, like, I, I don't know if I can bet on him, though, because I'm just not totally sold on him yet for some reason. Mm-hmm. Dale says, don't uh, disrespect my boy, Chris Gritzmacher. My bad, my bad. No, <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a tough dude, you know. Emery, zero fight. Okay, that was just terrible, Tristan. And it was funny. I had my friends over for that fight. It was like the first time I've had them over in months because of COVID, obviously. And uh, we are watching it. I'm like, I got a bet on Emery's, right? And he gets it gets full mount. And I'm like, oh, this is this is, this is is done, guys. And then he gets his leg. And I'm like, oh, shit. And these guys are like, why? why what's wrong? And I'm like, this guy's a submission specialist. Oh, no. And he submits him. I'm like, why did this happen? Like, it was such an awful way to lose. It was funny, though. Anyways, let's go to the main card. Love this fight. This is my pick for Friday the night. I'm going to, you know, you, uh, put words in your mouth and say this is your pick for Friday the night as well, Marcel. You got David Grant taking on Adrian Yanez. Absolutely fucking love this fight, guys. I mean, this fight's amazing. Uh, Yanez is a big favorite, though. Minus 290, plus 245 for David Grant. You think, here's the, here's the question I'm going to have for you, because I know you're picking Adrian Yanez. So does he become the first man to knock out David Grant, or does the fight go to decision? What do you think? I actually think the fight goes to decision. I think uh, David Grant is super tough, and I think he will give uh, Yanaz a run for his money, you know? And that's what you say, fight of the night, I think, as well, because I think this will go three rounds. It uh, will be super fun to watch. Uh, we all know Yanaz uh, has the crisp striking, but we also saw in the Randy Costa fight at first round that he was on the losing hand, but he completely turned it around, you know? Um, if you look at Grant, He's just a very tough guy, man, but I don't really see him making that top 15 jump. You know what I mean? You saw the Marlon Vera fight last time out. That was his chance after getting like a nice win streak. Um, didn't, didn't, uh, didn't took it. I'm going with Yanas, unanimous decision, but a fun one, a real fun one. And uh, this is a fight. Uh, definitely check it out, guys. Uh, be sure yeah. to be uh, to uh, to tune in uh, early, you know, for the main card. Yeah, I mean, it's for, the prelims as well, but it's the perfect main card opener. The only thing yeah. I'll say is I, I wish Yanez gets a shot in the paper. He deserves it. He deserves a fight in front of a crowd. I'll say that. Um, obviously, I'm picking Yanez. We all are, right? Yanez is amazing. We all know that, guys. He's so good. I mean, this guy is next level. I. I don't know if he wins the belt, but I'm, I'm sure he breaks in the top 15 very soon. Probably breaks in the top 10. Gets close. The only quiz I have is his wrestling, really. You know, because we seem to get taken down in LFA and stuff. But he's, it seems like he's improved the takedown defense on the feet. I mean, he might be one of the best strikers in his division right now, right? Like, as far as just power, and precision, and counter ability. Like, he's got to be up there. Um, I love this guy watching him fight. But I also love watching David Grant fight, man. You know, I really do. And, and we've actually, this is the third time we've talked about him this year because he's fought a lot this year. And he's looked really good this year. You know, Marcel, like he had the close loss to the Vera. I mean, he got face smashed at the end, but it was pretty competitive. Shouldn't say close, competitive. Back-to-back wins over Grant and, Marti- uh, and uh, sorry, Jonathan Martinez and, and Martin Day, but got dropped in both those fights. That's the only worry I have, right, with the chin, because uh, Yanez could clip him and finish him here um, when I asked you that question earlier. But I will say this. I'm looking at the odds for the knockout prop is plus 100, but decision is plus 300. I think there's more value on the decision, honestly, because Dean Grant's mm-hmm. never been finished before by strikes. And Yanez is, a, he's only a knockout artist. He's not a submission guy. So he's got, he could knock him out, obviously. Yeah. But I think there's a little bit more value in that decision prop. That's why I asked you, Marcel. I wanted to hear your thoughts on that. I don't know what you guys think. I'm, I'm, I'm like torn a little bit, but I think I'd lean a decision a little bit because Grant's I mean, tough, man. He's so tough. What? Before you're talking about the next fight, I want to know your opinion about the odds for the next fight. They're pretty high. Are you looking at them? Yeah, man. I was like, hmm. <laughs> Let's go to the next fight. We got Tyler Santos minus 330 against Joanne Wood plus 270. What do you think? Crazy. Really crazy to me because Joanne Wood, we called her Wood. We now call her Wood. Um, she only really loses uh, decisively against girls who are good on the ground, who have a great BJJ game, you know? Against Andrade, against Maya, she lost to Moros. You know, I I still think that was, I, I don't know, I, I don't think Moros is that amazing, but you know, but I don't see Santos really trying to submit her. You know what I mean? Maybe to try to take her down, get her to the ground, maybe that, but I don't see really to submit her. So I think Joanne Calderwood has a chance here in this fight. You know, and if you want to pick, if you want to go for an underdog, which as uh, which in my opinion are crazy odds. You might go for Joanne Call for Joanne Wood here, you know, but yeah, I don't know, man. I think Santos can win this as well, you know. I think it's a much closer fight than many people think, obviously, than the bookmakers think, you know. But, it's not just the bookmakers, though, because you know, she opened at minus 180, it's the betting public. The betting public, that's the yeah, people, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you're you're confused about this because Marcel, I don't 
I don't think it's just you. Like a lot of people don't understand that. It's not the odds makers that are wrong. It's the betting public guys. Like that's the odds makers open it. It's a fair price. Minus one, minus one eighty. Mm-hmm. It's the bank public is taking it to this minus three thirty number, which I think is kind of unbettable at this point. I'm kind of with you. Like this is a step up for Tyla. You know, I think it's probably a fight she passes, a step she passes because she is so well rounded, right? Mm-hmm. With, his, with the wrestling, and we saw the power too in the last fight. But you know, Joanne is not the worst grappler. She's improving that against Laura Murphy. Only got taken down the one time. That was a super super close fight, right? Super close. Um, I don't know, Marcel. This one, this is. It's I a think weird the fight, odds, right? yeah, it is a little weird. Also, Santos took it on. Somewhat short notice, a month month notice. Mm-hmm. Should mention that because Grasso was supposed to fight Wood. It's a little bit of a weird fight to me. Um, I don't. Again, I don't really know if there's value here on on uh, Tyler Santos. I'm going to pick her to win, Marshall. I have to because she's just been so good lately. But uh, this is a step up. Joanne Wood's not a bad fighter at all, man. You know, and, uh, as long as Styla doesn't send her twin sister who fought Barella, she would be good here. You know, uh, whoever fought her was just awful. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would lean towards Santos. I think you know it's fair that she's favored, but I'm just saying, mm-hmm. again, minus one eight to three thirty. Betting public's just throwing her in every parlay they're making. That's now. crazy, so man. Putting me. her, Pinero, and and I think Yanez too probably. These lines keep moving up, so wouldn't surprise me even if she closed at minus four hundred just based on how this line's moving. You know. Anyway, let's mm-hmm. go to the next fight. This is a fight we talked about in July. Yeah. Ronnie Yaya versus Kyung Ho Kang. Uh, Yaya got COVID, and they just rescheduled it six months later, which is really weird because. You thought that Kang would get another fight in between, but they just cho- chose to rebook it. Um, this is a close fight to you, according to the odds. It's minus 110 each, so a pick-up fight. What do you think, Marcel? If you told me before this that Irani Aya is 36 and Kang is 34, I would be shocked, but that's true. I'll, I'll give you no, how about this one? I'll give you another crazy, yeah. crazy stat. How many submission the night bonuses or performance in the night bonuses has Ronnie Yaya won in the UFC? Probably zero. Zero. And he has seven submission wins in the UFC. That's kind of crazy to me, isn't it? Yeah. Guy's one of the best submission guys ever. Never won a bonus for it. That's really crazy. He's, Anyways, super, under, he's super underrated, he man. And I always feel like people don't really like him for some reason, which is weird to me. He's a super humble guy, I think. Let me check his um, record here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. One, twelve, five, one, and one in the UFC. That's pretty good, you know? Yeah. So, solid. He's he's pretty much the kind of the guy you don't want to fight, you know. He's the gatekeeper of the division. Yeah. He's the gatekeeper. Yep. He pretty is, you know, pretty much is. And if you look at Kyung Kang, Kyung Kang has actually looked good in the UFC so far. You know, he's only has two losses. One is by split decision against Ricardo Ramos, and the other uh, was very early in his career in the UFC. The only thing with Kyung Kang is he doesn't fight often. You know, his last two fights were split decisions. I still think uh, the the Pyong, Pyong Yun Liu. Was a clear unanimous decision, in my opinion. The Davis fight, I also think he won that one, but that was more closer than the Ping Ping, Ping Yun Liu. I never had so much trouble saying a name. Um, the thing is, man, uh, like I said last time, man, I think you were on Kang, Kang I was on Yaya. Um, I think Kang is a good fighter, but I think Yaya can get him into deep waters, you know, and I think purely on. Jiu-Jitsu, Yaya is better on the ground, but the thing is, Yaya also doesn't mind to be that on, on his back. You know what I mean? And that can sway the judges. Um, I'm still going with Yaya, although I think Kang can win this one as well. And uh, I think many people will go for Kang here, but I'm taking Yaya. I, I, I've been, I've done my Yaya too many times wrong with not picking him. While I should have picked him, I'm, I'm not going with Yaya. And fuck it if I'm wrong. The know? crazy thing is, Yaya won five bonuses in WEC, and then he won zero in the UFC. He's had like over 20 fights. That just blows my mind because he's had some great performances, man. Yeah. You know? Um, it's obviously a competitive fight, guys. We know that the odds say that. You know, it's just can you get the submission? That's what it comes down to. The fight's probably going to take place on the ground. You know, it's just can he get that that move to like grab his arm or his neck? I don't know. Kong Kang hasn't been submitted in 10 years. That's a long time, right? He's very good in the ground, especially in top position too. Mm-hmm. And he's very strong to get in the top position. He's also a bigger guy here too. I think it's a close fight myself, but I'm going to lean towards Kang. Younger guy, bigger guy, I think stronger guy. I think, you know, he'll be able to survive um, kind of like um, Ricky Simone and Barzola. They just survive it. And Joe Soto, those kind of guys, those fights uh, should be competitive. But I do think Kang will win a decision. Maybe a split decision. I think it's going to be competitive as hell. MA Locker Room likes Mr. Perfect. Yeah, it's not a bad price. Stacks as McKinney knockout. That's what we picked. Uh, you picked McKinney by knockout, I think, right? We both did. So yeah, first round. <sighs> Pretty confident. Santos. Uh, Santos will finish JoJo. Oh man, I don't know about that. JoJo. Well, maybe she might submit her. She could submit her, but I think striking. I don't know if she knocks her out. I'll, I'll say that. All right, two fights left. Co-main event: Michael Kessler versus Sean Brady. 
Sean Brady minus 50, Kiesa plus 130. What do you think about this fight? Yeah, that's another fun one, man. You know, it's kind of like the the established guy against the guy the against the up and comer, right? Um, if you look at Michael Chiesa, we all know where his strength is, is on the ground. Uh, I picked him to win against Vicente Luque, and Vicente Luque tossed choked him while he was uh, in in a in a negative position. Luque he, he turned pretty much turned it around and he won the fight. Um, you know, Chiesa is super tough on the ground, you know. But if you look at Brady. Brady's also very good there, you know, and I'm very high on Sean Brady. Uh, if you look at Sean Brady, how he did so far in the UFC, four fights, four wins, looks better every time he fights. Um, super tough guy. I've been a fan of Sean Brady since he was in the, in, in the regional scene at CFFC. I can remember him there. Um, and Kesa, the thing is, these guys are, in my opinion, Kesa is more experienced, but Kesa, man, I mean, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's such a tough fight to pick this one because I still think Kesa is good enough to be in the top 10 in the UFC, you know. I think Sean Brady has all the tools to be a future contender in the division, you know. I don't think people speak enough about Sean Brady, in my opinion. You know, everybody's talking about Kamza Chimaev uh, and these kind of guys, you know. But nobody's talking about Sean Brady. And Sean Brady is really good. And this can be his coming out party on Saturday, you know. Um Still think will be super tough. I expect the decision, and I'm going with Brady here, but very tough fight. I see Kiesa winning this as well, so it's really close to me, man. This is a super fun style matchup. Can be a hit or miss if it comes to, uh, how do you say that, if it comes to uh, watching entertainment, but uh, I'm really looking forward. Um, Tristan, I don't think that's true, man. I'm looking at the stats. It doesn't say there was a knockdown in that fight with the Matthews-Brady fight, unless he slipped and you, you thought it was a knockdown. I'm just saying... Um, he he uh, he has landed one knocked on his court, but he's never been dropped. Anyways, yeah, uh, I gotta be honest, Marcel. I gotta be honest, guys. I don't think this is a hard fight to pick. I love Sean Brady in this fight. I don't think it's a hard fight to pick at all. I think this guy is just way better fighter at this point. If, if if you say that, you also think he's top five right now, Sean Brady. I guess he, he is. Then yeah. I guess he is. I guess okay. he is. I guess he is. He's 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 great. I can he's see great. it. I can see it. Or no, he's looked great. I've been talking about this guy ever since I saw him, um, you know, against Court McGee, I think, or even before in CFFC and stuff. Like, this guy's really good and just so good with the grappling. And, you know, Michael Kessa, yeah, he's a good grappler. He's in top position, but he, he's a guy that's been submitted four times in the UFC. Anthony Pettis submitted him. Kevin Lee, Luke uh, I don't trust his submission. Mazaval, too. Uh, I don't trust his submission defense. I think Brady could submit him, Marcel, honestly. If not, he just grinds him out. But I think he has a good chance to submit him. So, it would be a huge statement, dude, if you submit him. I think it's possible, man. I'm, I'm just not sold on Michael Chiesa anymore, especially after how quickly he lost to Luque. Like, I, okay. Luque's great. We all know that. But this guy's supposed to be a grappler and got choked out in like a couple of minutes. Like, Brady, I think, is actually – Marcel, I think he might be a better grappler than Vicente Luque. Like, this looks like a really hard fight to me on paper. I think it's a terrible matchup for Michael Chiesa. I think he's worse in the grappling and he works in the striking. So I don't see how he wins the fight. Um, unless Brady just isn't as good as I thought he is, which I don't think is the case. I think he really is legit. I think this guy is right there, and I think this is going to be his coming up party, like you said. I really like Tom Brady. You got Frank here. He says, Brady's a special kind of fighter. I think he's passed the test for Frank. Dude, I agree completely. That's people exactly what I thought. People don't talk enough about Sean Brady. I'm surprised the odds are so low. I, I, I honestly thought he'd be higher. So okay, I, yeah, I, like, yeah. I like this. Minus 150's range is nice, I think. Brady sounded super confident in the interview. Brady has many subs, real 70. Cassius, yeah, I agree completely. That's fair, Tristan. No, there's too many fights I've watched too where I'm like, oh, that guy, you know, slipped or knocked down. It was the other way around. So it happens. All Listen, the time. I'm, just, I'm just going by UFC stats, guys. That's, I'm using the official. I, Tristan, I had the same thing with uh, Billy Carantillo against Shane Burgos. The other, the it, first round. It was a, it was a, it was it was a slip. slip. It was a yeah. slip. Yeah. Because the, the commentators, too, they're like, oh, he dropped him. Like, guys, come on. Like, don't say that, you know? Unless mm -hmm. you know it's a drop for sure, don't say it, you know? Because you can. And if you say it, and you see the re replay just corrected, you know exactly. I mean? But again, it's worse when it's in the apex and the judges can hear that. Yeah. I think it's so much in a big arena. It's not a big deal, like in Madison Square Garden. But Marcel, when the judges are right beside you and Corey's like, "Oh, he knocked him down," when he didn't. You don't think they don't get affected by that? Of course they do. They got to put those guys in a soundproof room, anyways. All right, so we both like Sean Brady here. You think submission? Or you said decision, right? I said a decision because I still think case are super tough. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I mean, you're telling me surprised. Yeah, fair enough. Thanks for telling me, Tristan. I'll, I'll, I'll check it out again. But, like, you know, I, I just – I like Sean either way. Michael's got a little bit of power. I remember – I remember betting on him against Masvidal, guys, in 2013. He dropped Masvidal, and I thought, I'm like, holy crap, I'm going to win this bet, and then got submitted a minute later. So, again, you know, love the guy, but I just don't trust the sub D against the really good – really, really good – like – 
Sean Brady's a legitimate black belt, man. He's if, very good in the ground. If Brady wins this, huge, man, if he wins this fight. If he wins so. this fight, I mean, you could match up with anyone in the top yeah. five. Like, Vicente Luque could get him next, maybe. Who knows? Like, I would hope Vicente's, you know, a little bit above at this point, I hope. Mm-hmm. But just saying. Anyways, let's go to the next fight here. Main event, Caitlin Vera, Misha Tate. Another really close fight. Minus 110 each, Marcel. Pick them fight. So, what do you think? Main event, five rounds. Caitlin Vera, Misha Tate. Who's your pick? I mean, main event, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have put this as the main event. But Would you rather have Kiesa and Brady as main yeah, event? Yeah, for sure. But yeah. it's pretty easy. Why do you see puts this as a main event? They hope Tate wins and they, they can like fast track the title They think shot. they're going to promote her and they think she's going to be a star again. I must not sold on. I'll talk to her in a second. We'll go ahead. Yeah, but that's what they want. They want a fast tracker to the title shot, you know? And then the division where almost everybody fought against Nunes already is an easy thing to do if you match her up with a, with a, with a solid top five, top six girl. And Catlin Vieira is that, you know? Uh, Catlin Friera, she lost her last fight against Yana Kuniskaya. I think she, I think I actually had her winning that one. It was close, it was really close. Yeah, I think I had her winning that one. You know, she only really lost for me that was against Irene Aldana. She had a split decision against Singano, which should have been unanimous. Was crazy that that was a split decision, I remember. Um, so. I don't think Catelyn is really special, but her basic is kind of good what she has looked so far. If you look at Misha Tate, she needed almost three rounds to get rid of Marion Renault, who was 42 or 43 at the moment. Was was her last fight. She was going to retire. All respect to Marion Renault, but I expected Tate to win that fight. Um, now she gets to Catelyn Vieira, and Catelyn Vieira still has that mentality to go for the title because she never fought Nunes, you know, and she's been uh, she's been uh, on the she's been uh, hold, holding back for two times. First time against Irene Aldana, she was close, and then against Yana Kunitskaya, she lost she lost that one as well. So she needs to come back. She needs to get back up on, on top. Um, the thing is, can they go five rounds? And how does Viera go five rounds? You know what I mean. Um, do I see a finish? Not really. Maybe later in the rounds. You know, I don't know for sure. But um, I don't feel comfortable to pick Misha Tate here, man, for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, but I also, at the same time, don't feel comfortable picking Catlin Vieira. <laughs> so it's like a super weird fight for me to pick. I'm going with Catlin Vieira here. But, man, it's not uh, 100%. I'm sure I'm parlaying this pick at all. You know what I mean? Uh, well, fair enough. Like, I mean, you, yeah, yeah. At, at, at even odds, that's never a good play. I think you just no, play no, straight no, no, no. Yeah, exactly. I you get this, sorry, Mitch says Colin for Tristan. He said, all this thing, uh, yeah, you're right. When Brady fights a good striker, my experience. Yeah, I mean, even Matt Brown gave me some problems, obviously, too. So I know what you're saying. I just think the grappling, you know, is going to be enough to win this fight. And you're right. You guys are right about that for sure. All right. So, and he also likes Tate in round four and five. I'll give my thoughts on this one. Um, I don't know if I'm like a super fan of Mishita as the person since she's come back. I got to be honest, guys, but I got to put that side of me away and just look at the fight as like, you know, as an analyst. And I do think she wins the fight. I think that she has some really good advantage in this fight. I'll tell you why. Fear has bad cardio. And this is a five-round fight, her first five-round fight. I don't like the fight at all for her for five rounds, Marcel. I think if it's a three-round fight, she could win the decision. Five mm-hmm. rounds, I, I think Fear completely gasses out, guys, and just gets tired, exhausted. I don't believe she's actually capable of going the full five rounds. I think Tate can, obviously. And Misha Tate's had multiple, like, four and five round finishes before. I think she finishes her late in the fight. That's what I think happens here, Marcel. I think she's going to survive the first few rounds and then get the finish late. So I'm looking at the under guys. Under four and a half is plus money. I'm looking at that. I'm looking at Tate at plus money, too. I mean, I think she wins the fight, Marcel. I'm not sold on Caitlin Vieira whatsoever against another grappler. I think it's kind of a tough fight for her. Uh, I'm not sold on Misha Tate as a contender, but I think this is a winnable fight. I think the UFC's giving her someone she can beat. And I think she probably wins this fight. Either, you know, just, uh, you know, takes her down and submits her or ground and pounds her like she did with Renault. But I do think a late finish is coming on here. But I want to talk about this because here's the thing, Tristan. I hated what she said yesterday on Ariel's show talking about uh, Aspen Ladd and Jim West. She had no business talking about the relationship and suggesting that Jim is an abusive husband because he yelled at her in the corner or a boyfriend or whatever. That's complete garbage. And she had no business saying that. Mind your own business, Misha, honestly. Mind your own business. You know, like did, did, did people need to mind their own business in the sport, man. Honestly, go ahead. Yeah, did she for real said that? I haven't even said, said that. Yeah, it. go to Jedi Goodman's thing, and he has the whole clip. Um, she just said, like, you know, oh, you know, I saw the way he like talked to her, and like, I wonder what's going on at home and behind them and stuff. It's like, go away, yeah. like. Yeah, she's she's just upset. she's just upset because as her, her coach from Lat said that Misha turned down the Aspen Lat fight. That's fair enough, but like, why is she still talking about her? Like, yeah, man, what the hell? That, exactly, it's so yeah. weird, man. I don't know, guys. I just I find her personality just absolutely obnoxious, personally. Mm-hmm. But as a fighter, she's really good, obviously. So I do think she wins the fight. You can get Tate by decision. K or VR decision at plus 200. You like, I actually think it's going to be a, a stoppage here, you know, um, uh, Kevin. 
I think there's going to be a stoppage. I think a late finish. Tate by TKO is plus 850. I do think there's a chance that can happen. Tate by submissions plus 850. I think both those are live. I really do. Um, and I'd like the, Tristan's plays in the fourth and fifth round, plus 3,200, plus 3,600. I don't play like round props, guys, but those have a chance, I think, because I, I, that's what I'm thinking happens here. Go ahead, Marcel. Adam, do we both agree this shouldn't be the main event? We both agree that Sean Brady and, and uh, Kiesa would have been a more yeah. exciting main event. I would have <laughs> rather seen it for five rounds because I actually want to see Brady go the full five. Like, yeah. I don't care about seeing Tater Veer going five rounds. I really don't. But, you know, again, Misha Tate's the biggest name in this card. Like, that's just a fact. So I get why she's the main event, but I just don't like it. Also, by the way, we were supposed, it was Ty Two Vase and Augusto Sakai supposed to be on this card with no fans on the yeah. prelims. How stupid yeah. was that? Eh? Why did they ever do that? So silly. <laughs> yeah, it's but probably because uh, Sakai was ranked, you know, and they only want unranked guys, um, heavyweights on the main card, you know. <laughs> Alan says you got the Philly parlay lock, so that would be Brady and Sabatini, right? Is that would that be the Philly guys? Yeah, yeah the odds on that would be yeah. um, plus one eighty three. I mean, you know, I I would just play them straight personally, but if you want to parlay them, that's I understand it too. Um, what else we got? Here? Yeah, I mean, I think you guys have the same kind of thoughts with me about that fight. You know, I I just think it's. It's it's kind of a favorable match for Misha because she has such a good card and she's so tough. Marcel. So like, Taylor Vera's got to finish her, and I don't think she's going to finish her. So she's going to have to grapple her for five rounds against Misha Tate. That doesn't seem like it's going to happen to me. Go ahead. You saw that schmuck that called me out on Twitter because I posted about uh, Trivasa Sakai being rebooked. He's like, no man, you're you're uh, fake. You're posting fake news again. I was like, dude, it's on the UFC broadcast. What you're talking about? And That's he's like, funny. yeah, you've been wrong before. I said, shut your fucking mouth, you schmuck. So I saw what you said to the guy, yeah, don't worry about don't respond to those two. Yeah, you I know, but I got, I, got, I got annoyed, you know, and I was earlier, I was just, I just woke up and I saw that I had to reply, man. You know? <laughs> That's fair. If you just, I, I found that happened where I woke up in the morning before and like saw some negative tweets, some guy tweeted me at night, but you know, I'll be honest, Marcel, I just, I, I just completely ignore those people. What's the point, man? They're just miserable. What do you, like, what's the point? These yeah, people are so true. jealous of you, Marcel. They're just completely jealous. They're just jealous that they don't have your life and they don't have the contacts mm-hmm. you have to break fights. Anyways, guys, um, I think that's gonna be it for the the uh, the preview pr- and predictions. Well, I've got these. We got a few more minutes. Level, get some comments. Yeah. I, Glenn, I just wrote an article at BJPen.com about the rankings update, and I criticized the rankings for for doing this because I don't think a guy who missed weight is a lightweight. So why is he ranked at one fifty five? What do you think? Kind of agree with you, yeah. But the thing is, um, probably <laughs> if you took Moises uh, or you took Moises out, uh, then they would have put, I think, Ismagulov is right behind that. Ismagulov also didn't make weight in this last fight and even got the fight cancelled because he didn't make weight. So I, I don't know, man. You know, and Ismagulov has a win over Alvarez, which is a fun, fun detail as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I, I don't really put too many stock into the rankings. You know, I always post them because somehow they are important, you know, but they shouldn't have been that important in my opinion. Or at least if they should, they should be important, but they should have done the correct way. That's what I should say. They should be important, but they should have done in the correct way and they don't do it in the correct way. So, you know, and it's uh, it's really weird sometimes, you know. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Um, any other comments here? Uh yeah, you know, he's a cheater. He's a cheater. I mean, I like the guy. We both picked him last week. We're both singing his praises. But again, you know, the guy doesn't make weight. He's cheating. I mean, straight up. We I mean, don't make way for two straight fights. You're a cheater. I mean, that's just, you're a bully for the weight class. Like, this is what Aston Ladd was doing at 135. John Lineker used to do this at 125, Marcel. Like, these fighters are not in the right weight class. That's why they're dominant with that part of their aspect. Oliveira at 145. Who, who, who? Oliveira at 145. Charles Oliveira, yeah. Another guy who, you know, was dominant. Or not, I wouldn't say dominant, actually. He yeah. wasn't dominant. He had bad durability issues. I think he made the right call to move up. Donald yeah. Stone is another guy that kind of moved up and started being more durable later. Whitaker. Bob Whitaker, great, 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 uh, you know, pick Gilbert Burns. There's lots of guys, lots of examples. Mm-hmm. Um, let me just see what other news we got here, guys. Let me double check here. Want to check uh, some new fights or something? Maybe, I don't know. No, I think we're. I'm gonna get out of here, man, because I, I, okay. I gotta, yeah, I got, I'm gonna get out of here. But it's, there's one last thing I want to talk about, this crazy story about this guy. Um, this MMA fighter from Russia. You see this guy? The last thing I'm going to talk about, guys. This is oh, the one that uh, that killed the the, the guy. Doctor. Over, killed yeah, a doctor COVID. over vaccination. So, yeah. so here's the guy, Kamal Koziev. He's a Guam fighter. So obviously never heard of this guy. He's 3-1 in MMA. He's not like, you know, household name. But yeah, he killed a doctor in Guam. So he trains at JJ Ambrose's gym. Both of them do. So JJ Ambrose, you know him, Superman? He used to fight in yeah, Bellator. Yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's in Cage Warriors now. Um. He, uh, he was giving a comment. He just said they both trained together. They're both like, really good friends. And then something happened a few months ago where this guy was kicked out of the gym for attacking another teammate. And then on the like two weeks ago, or like last week, I should say, he was found 
he, he stabbed the guy and said to the police he killed him. And apparently he like killed him with like a chicken bone or something he found in the kitchen. That's just mm-hmm. fucked, man. So really messed up story, guys. But obviously, you no. know, we're, we gotta talk about it too. So probably a good thing that J that uh, JJ Jim kicked him out. You know, <laughs> I know what a what a nutcase. What a nutcase. What a nutcase. What's your favorite fight you're looking forward to this weekend? Adrian Yanez and uh, Davy Grant. But I already said that. So, um, and then Sean Brady and 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 uh, Kiesa. All right, I'll, I'll pick a fight. How about this? I'll pick a fight in the prelims. Fair ZM Tyrants McKenney. There you go. What about you, Marcel? Last thing and get out of here. On on this card or on just on this card? This card in the prelims. Give me one. Yeah, then you pick just a fight I would pick as well. So yeah, say give me a second one and give me one more. Um I really look forward to Loma Luke Boone, May. Honestly, I know how good Dinas does. So let's put put that one. There you go. Um, all right, I think that's gonna be it for today's podcast, guys. Really appreciate all the comments and everything, guys. Appreciate it. All right, Marcel, let's get out of here, man. Uh, last, last comment. You should show that last comment. <laughs> Which one? Which one? Oh, Daniel. I feel you guys are fashion. <laughs> Who? Alvarez. Alvarez. <laughs> Which Alvarez? Oh, oh Joel Alvarez. <laughs> Listen, me and Marcel are not the guys who are going to say something about nah, someone no, else's sure These are professional fighters, though. They got to make way. We don't have to. You know what if I, mean? I see a scale, I run away, man. <laughs> Listen, man. I, I mean, when I trained every day, I was in good shape, man. You know, these days it's tough. I'm sitting on the computer like 12 hours a day, guys. It's 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 not easy to be in shape like I used to. Anyways, Marcel, let's get out of here, man. Um, plug your stuff. Let's go. And interesting. Thanks for joining us, man. Appreciate it. But yeah, man. Uh, Big Marcel twenty four Twitter, Instagram, and uh, MMADNA.nl, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. Yeah, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MMAdamMartin. Podcast is at MMAdamMartin.com. So our YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Download it. Uh, you can listen to it anywhere. Uh, also available at bjpen.com, miamianews.com, Elite Fantasy Elite uh, Sports Betting, and Miami News and Bookies. And I got I got some like personal news to announce, but I don't know if I can announce it yet. So probably next week I'll, I'll be able to announce something to you guys. So that's cool. Doesn't I don't think it's going to affect this, but we'll uh, we'll talk about that soon. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys later. Have a great weekend, guys. And I'll see you what next Monday at uh, 4 p.m. Eastern probably to uh, to recap the card. Peace out, guys. And thanks, Kevin. Appreciate it, man. Peace, guys.